Rational discussion, common sense, open debate. RCR, Reality Check Radio with Paul Brennan. All right, it's time for another one of our pop-up political panels here at RCR as we close in on the 14th of October. Joining our panel this morning, I'd like to welcome in Bob McCroskey from Family First. Hi, Bob. Good morning. Ro Edge. Good morning, Ro. Morning, Paul. Heard you on um, Rodney's show talking, well, we know what, <laughs> that horrible trans thing. And Chris Trotter it needs no more introduction than just the name, I think. Chris, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Okay, where do we start? Um, I've got some um, some bullet points here. Maybe we'll start with the biggest story on the planet at the moment, the terrorist attack on Israel. Chris, do you want to start on that? Yes, yes. I have to say, Paul, um, some of the imagery coming uh, out of that part of the world um, has really left me feeling quite sickened. I know. Um, yeah. It is it is just terrifying. Uh, and... I heard this morning uh, that Hamas was putting out peace feelers. Um, while I can understand that some of their leaders may now be realizing exactly how big a beast they have um, wounded, um, I don't think Israel is in a forgiving mood uh, right now. So I think the the Palestinians uh, in Gaza are in for a terrible time, uh, and they've got no one to blame um, but uh, the party they put into power um, 16 years ago. I think it's only fair to say they haven't had an opportunity to vote them out for the past 16, 17 years. But uh, if you invite the devil through the front door, um, uh, then, you know, you really can't complain what happens next. Uh, but this is just uh, one of one of the most astonishing um, intelligence failures, I think it's yeah. also important to add, yeah. um, certainly in Israel's history, and if not in military history generally, quite how Mossad, um, who is held up, by most people, including most other intelligence agencies as the best in the world, uh, could have missed this. Um, and why the Israeli army was on the West Bank rather than guarding the perimeter fence. Um, not too many missiles being fired out of the West Bank, but uh, a long history of missiles coming out of Gaza, you really would have thought that if there was a wall to walk, it was that one. And just the images of those young people fleeing yeah. um, the Hamas gun, gunmen, you, you, your mind screams, where are the troops? Where are the troops? And they were, um, you know, 100 miles away on the West Bank. Um, just just a, 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 a terrifying um, lapse of, of military judgment, military uh, intelligence. But, as I said, um, the Israeli Defense Force is a very big beast, and while it may have taken a, a serious wound, uh, it is by no means immobilized, and all of it is now moving towards Gaza. 
Okay, bringing it back home, we had Winston on uh, before this panel, and I asked him about uh, what he thought, uh, you know, our officials, how they had sort of expressed themselves over this, and he wasn't he wasn't too, um, I guess, complimentary about uh, the initial response anyway from the foreign minister, from the Greens, etc. So does anyone have to say anything about how we've kind of responded officially before we get on to the local stuff? Well, I'll just add that I actually had an interview with um, a, a Kiwi guy, David Silver, who grew up in Mount Roskill, and he now lives in Haifa. Uh, I spoke to him at 6am this morning, and uh, he said, look, it's it's still quite scary. In fact, they're a little bit concerned about Hezbollah getting racked up um, in Lebanon and then starting to fire on the north part of Israel. So the whole of Israel is is really... Um, concerned about attacks. There's been some 20 rockets fired towards Jerusalem. Uh, and yeah, a lot of people are very annoyed at the politicians. It was an intelligence breakdown, but they said the politicians have sort of dropped the ball because they've been so busy forming new governments every year that they've uh, let slip, uh, keeping an eye on uh, the enemy at their gate. And um and yeah, it's you know the images are just shocking. Uh, I think the whole of Israel are in grief, and and uh, I mean he was sort of saying they almost need a six day war to deal with this. Um, I think it's going to be longer than that. So, but um, Nanaya Mahuta deserves all the kickback that she's getting for just a lame tweet that she put out originally. And uh, uh, but for some reason, Chris Hipkins still has confidence in her despite the fact that most politicians from all the parties were trying to mop up her weak statement, her original statement. So good luck for her keeping her job. Ro? Oh, look, my heart goes out to all of the innocent victims that are going to be caught up in this. And I just hope we don't see spillover to other places. You know, we've already been seeing marches and streets and the likes of Toronto and Sydney, et cetera. And I just hope it's contained and it can be resolved as soon as possible because the longer it goes on, the more people are hurt. Okay, let's get on to uh, what's happening this week, and it's our election. And Chris, have you ever seen a, a, an election like it? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I've seen a fair few in my time, uh, Paul, but I certainly haven't um, observed an election in which the party with by far the largest share of of the popular vote is talking about a second election. I mean, for goodness <laughs> sake, get a grip, National. You're winning. I mean, <laughs> um, Why would they do on that? Paper, on, on, on paper, you've got uh, two allies that'll put you, you know, somewhere in the region of 66, 67 seats. Um, quite why you're uh, you're 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 whining? Um, I don't know. Just um, as as Winston Peters might say, pull on your big boy's pants, and just um, get ready ready to rule. Yeah. Why why would they have have said those things at this point? They, have they been spooked by something? They must have been. Well, yeah, I think they have. Now I have. Uh, um, uh, a good friend in the National Party, you might be surprised to hear, um, <laughs> who's, who's, who's extremely well-connected and who contacted me yesterday to say the reason they're so spooked is because they're looking at polling, um, which conceivably um, 
could see this um, motley crew hanging on to power. And that would be enough to speak anybody. Wait, wait, did, did I hear that? Did we hear that right? This motley crew, meaning the incumbent motley crew. The incumbent motley crew, yes, indeed. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I'm only I'm only passing on to you um, the 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 observation uh, that was passed on to me. But everybody was asking the same question um, from. Uh, you know, Sunday onwards. What on earth is, has Chris Bishop seen, <laughs> which has got him so very worried? Um, well, this was the this this was the explanation that came forward from my uh, my National Party contact. But um, the the other thing which perhaps uh, explains it is analysis of past polling. Uh, has been done, you know, to a far greater extent this time than um, on any other occasion I can recall. And what it shows is that the polls tend to overstate nationals' um, support by, you know, four to five percent, understate Labor's by four to five uh, percent. And you know, as as the polls narrow, that particular historical quirk um, once again would be worrying um, for for the National Party um, Act uh, New Zealand first so yeah it, it, it may be narrower for, for people who are getting um, updates you know every uh, day or so um, as to where public opinion is uh, where it's shifting to if it's shifting at all Um you know, this this presumably is is what has got uh, Chris Chris Bishop so spooked. Yeah. But really, New Zealanders are not um, great fans of second elections. And in fact, since responsible government began in New Zealand in the eighteen fifties, there has never been the need yeah. for a second election. Um, it's just not something we do. Other countries. Um, have to put themselves through this quite frequently, but not us. And I thought it was really a bit dumb of Chris to even raise the uh, raise the possibility. Bob, what was your reaction to to that possibility being raised? Well, I thought it was just a rush of blood to the head by Chris Bishop. I think he just um, sort of said something off the cuff uh, and didn't really think about the implications of what he was implying. Um, I, I'm slightly of a different angle, Chris. I, I personally believe that we're going to see what happened in 2008 with the Labour vote uh, when uh, Helen Clark got voted out and basically it was around the whole social engineering and the, especially the Pacifica vote stayed home. They just didn't vote. And I actually think that Labour Labour's vote may drop a little bit further because I think a lot of Labour voters, as we've already seen, their 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 vote has halved since three years ago, and a lot of Labour voters will say, "Well, I'm not going to vote for another party, but I just can't vote for what's going on at the moment. I don't like the you know the current scenario, so they're going to stay home." So I actually think that the Labour vote will um, possibly drop a little bit. And um, look, X X. Um, 
poll drop has shocked National, I think. And to be honest, Active deserved the poll drop. We actually hosted him on our online panel show two weeks ago. Mm. He came on, he was condescending, he was insulting, uh, he was, you know, uh, asking us whether we believed in DNA, he was questioning all our questions, um, fact, you know, fact-checking, and, and in fact, we <laughs> we we went back and Bloody found... Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a disaster. That's a funny way for someone who wants to become... Well, especially when he's talking to a... government to behave. I know, especially when he's talking to a social conservative audience, which he might be well, trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't forget he's a libertarian, Bob. Um, uh, he's not a social conservative. No, no, so. he's not. No, and that's what the but, viewers realise. But but, 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 but you would think you would you would think he when in Rome he mm. he, he might deign to wear a toga, huh? Well, <laughs> it's it's the video. The uh, interviews had about seventy thousand views, oh, and uh, it was after that oh, the dear, poll oh, came. Oh, the Courier poll came out showing the five-point drop. And and then we had Winston the following week, who, um, you know, even though there was some pushback and some challenges around some of his voting record, he was uh, far more amenable. I think he would have won some of the audience over. And, of course, then they had a, a increase in the Courier poll. So whether the Courier poll has picked up the grumpiness of ACT and just the fact that people want to vote for New Zealand first as a protest vote. And to be honest, I actually think that a lot of people are, are, are voting for New Zealand first to give us a one-fingered wave to the media because they're sick of being told that they shouldn't vote for New Zealand first. Hey, anyway, that's my view. <laughs> Ro, are you surprised that Axe vote has kind of tanked recently? Oh, totally. You know, they had that, well, it wasn't their election launch, but they had that other big launch earlier in the year, and it was just apparently fantastic, so much support. But it feels like they peaked too early. And I, I don't know, David has just got distracted by Winston to the point where he's really lost his mind over it and lost votes over it. And it was interesting, Bob, I saw clips of the interview with David on your on your podcast, so I went and watched it. That was an absolute disaster of an interview with him, and I think it would have lost him a lot of support. Mm. So, yeah, it's such a shame because he was going so well. And, you know, his party, you know, the rest of the candidates seem to have been doing really, really well. It's just David, who's – he used to be really adept at the, at the great one-liners where he could really nail something. And in this election campaign, he has over-explained everything and lost everyone doing so. So yeah, but you yeah, know, look, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Ro. It's it's been a really astonishing uh, disintegration because for nearly three years he didn't put a foot wrong. No, I mean, he, had, he brought he, his party, yeah, yeah, from from less than one yeah. percent to a peak of around fifteen to sixteen percent. I mean, this was an astonishing accomplishment, mm. uh, and his his caucus maintained perfect discipline um, in, in marked contrast to all the other political parties. ACT Party stayed absolutely focused, not a whisper of scandal or, or stupidity anywhere. And then, as you say, Rod, something happened. Um, you know, <laughs> um, Winston the, derangement had, syndrome. It had been, had been <laughs> word perfect. Yeah, he, he, he just... I think you're right. I think it was. I think it was the rise of Winston, and I have to say that Winston has has been just so pitch perfect 
in terms of his approach this time, um, from the you know um, uh, mounting his old horse sugar with that cheeky <laughs> grin um, to 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 riffing off Rudyard Kipling, um, to just coming across as the grown up in the room um, in the in the the minor party uh, debates. I mean, he 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 hasn't put a foot wrong. Um, just uh, just astonishing. And the media doesn't understand that whenever it sits a Rebecca Wright or a Jack Tame on <laughs> Winston Peters, it only makes him more popular. <laughs> oh, that was just appalling, I just, those I'm interviews. I'm staggered that yeah. nobody in the last 30 years has worked this out. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Red Radio, Radio New Zealand, and they were um, they were going on about the fact that the 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 media um, every time they talk about Winston, they basically give him free airtime and free advertising and raise his profile because that's who everybody is talking about. And then they sort of were talking about this for about twenty five minutes, and then they sort of turned on themselves and said, well, here we are. We've just spent the last 25 minutes giving him oxygen. And and it is, I, I mean, I just, people seem to be saying, uh, look, they're just sick of the media telling them who to vote for. And of course, then I don't know if you guys saw that hilarious uh, weather report on TV1, oh, 6 p.m. news on Sunday night. And they showed that attack image that Labour had tweeted out, which shows um, yes, if you vote national, right. you, yeah, and and as they're introducing the weather, this image flashes up twice of the hit piece on Winston Peters. Um, I actually tweeted uh, Television New Zealand, and I said, "Hey, was this deliberate? Because it, it happened not once; it happened twice." They actually came back and um, they tweeted back and said, "No, it, it was an error, and it was from an earlier story in the program." But a few people who have worked in that industry said. It's an it's an unforgivable mistake, and if there was an issue, it would have happened in other sectors of the news. So there's this great conspiracy Ooh, theory around okay. subliminal advertising by TVNZ. Yeah, so not only is Winston mopping up a whole lot of free advertising, probably more free advertising than any party has ever had in the history of elections, yeah. but he's also yeah, mopping well, up. Well, I I I I saw a lovely tweet yesterday, or whatever we call them now, that. Um, it's got the wonderfully imaginative it's name of X. Yeah. Um, when um, uh, when someone said, "Hmm, making Winston the focus of attention in the last week of the campaign," not sure that's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's forgotten to talk about why the um, government is in such a bad place and why their polling is down and who's going to fix various states of the country that are, you know, all our public services that are struggling at the moment. Everyone's just talking about who's going to hold hands with Winston. Speaking of polling, is there anything in this, um, I've seen reportage of rural polling booths being closed, like in the hundreds. Is there anything in that? Oh, look, that's true. I mean, I can't believe that the Electoral Commission um, has confirmed that because, my entire life has been lived in a country where the people responsible for holding elections um, went to almost literally the ends of the earth to make sure that you know a village of 20 or 30 musterers or whatever still had a place to go and cast their vote. 
Um, the idea that, oh, well, you're a very small community, we're small staffed, um, we'll open the booth from nine until one o'clock, but it'll be on the Thursday before the election. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just go, what the, you know. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're this, opening this up and retail this, this isn't the way. This isn't the way we do things or have done things in New Zealand. Uh, you know, I grew up um, in, a, in, a, in a little place called Herbert or five miles out of it on a farm um, from Herbert at the peak. I don't even know where that is. Fame. It, it, it had about 350 people living in it. Had a polling booth. Was open all day. I mean, that's what we did in this country. No place was too small, no school too tiny not to have um, uh, a, a polling booth open from you know, nine o'clock until seven in the evening. And if you want to start a conspiracy yeah, well, theory, that's what I was thinking, you see. then yeah. this is the way to do it because <laughs> guess who the people who live in rural and provincial New Zealand vote for, exactly. folks? <laughs> yeah, All right. exactly. But it's at the same time that they're opening more and more in the cities. You know, they're almost on every corner in the cities. So they're making it way, way more accessible for urban people while making it tougher for rural people. It's, yeah, as you said, if you want to start a conspiracy, it's the right way to do it. Okay, we're yeah, up well, I was I was completely startled the other day going to buy some milk, and he was a polling booth in the middle of the bloody supermarket. <laughs> what the what the? Okay, we're up against time, so let's um just do a quick wrap now. Um, we're in this uh, sort of last leg of all of this. Um, who's peaking at the right time? Who's going to possibly you know be picking up the damage on on um, on Sunday morning? Let's say any any quick thoughts before we end this morning. Oh, well, I'll kick off. I think I think National um, has tripped over its own feet at the wrong time. I, I suspect it's got a big enough lead for that not to matter too much, uh, but completely avoidable. Um, ACT is sadly on a downward trajectory, New Zealand first, unless all this um, uh, stuff from National has succeeded in spooking New Zealand First voters, which I don't think are the spooking kind, but no. but the, uh, New Zealand First is on the way up. Um, very interesting situation developing on the right of the political spectrum. Is Labour going to do a Paul Keating um, and have a victory for the true believers? I, I don't think so, although I give credit to Chris Hipkins for continuing to fight the good fight. Um, uh, he, he hasn't given in. Um, Greens, well, the fact that they've said nothing about what happened uh, in Israel just confirms for me a whole lot of feelings I have about the Greens. Oh, here's a good party, Mari. Struggling, but we'll probably make it with two or three. Um, representative. And here's a quick thing: those exemptions that have been come out into the into well some of the news we've been reporting it that uh, the health department uh, officials or staff seem to have got eleven thousand of them. Will that have any any bearing in? Um, do we know what we're talking about? Do you guys know what I'm talking? I don't. About? I don't think the public. No, no, I'm sorry, I don't. No. no. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave that one there. That's a developing story. Sorry. Okay. Um, Ro, you go next as we wind up. Yeah, look, I think New Zealand First are on a roll. They're mopping up 
national vote national voters who are just I don't know they just don't know what national stand for anymore. And New Zealand First, at least you do. I think ACT is, yeah, as Chris said, on the decline. The Greens have said pretty much nothing all election and it served them really well because you don't want most of the Green Peas to open their mouths because it's dangerous every time they do. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting night, isn't it? <laughs> we just have to hope that it comes out on the right side this time because I really don't think this country could do another three years of what we've 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 been going through. Interesting night is an understatement, I think. And Bob. Well, I think uh, just watch the uh, wasted vote because that possibly is going to be around 5 to 6%. And on that basis, that could be the little incremental uh, nudge that National and Act need to just get over the line. Uh, maybe, but I think um, they're probably going to have to depend on New Zealand first to do it. Uh, of course, the you know the big story um, overnight was the... Um, Port Waikato candidate dying, the ACT candidate, yeah, sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that basically means that National has an extra seat in Parliament now because that's a safe, safe National seat, um, uh, Port Waikato. So, um, that... oh, don't you feel sorry for Chris Bailey, though, to have to oh. finish the election campaign and go into another whole round of campaigning? Like, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And so... we don't we don't think those smaller, like, freedom parties are going to kind of get anywhere, do we? No. Okay. No. All right. No. That's a no, 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 I think. All right. I want to thank Chris Trotter, Roe Edge, and Bob McCroskey for coming onto our pop-up panel this morning. Thank you, guys. Well, good. Thanks. Thank you, a pleasure. Thank you. thank you. Bye. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.